you know, the be all and end all of it. Obviously, it'll be pretty awesome when we do meet him. I was going and... to say, speak for yourself, so yeah, I'm all about that meeting. I'm all about that meeting. <laughs> so there you have it. Assad, dictator, is fighting Syrian rebel forces who hate Assad just as much as they hate Daesh, whom they are also fighting. Daesh, who, by the way, are also called ISIS, or ISIL, IS, Puff Daddy, Puffy, Diddy, or P. Diddy. Just a little joke there. Please enjoy that. So, Sadia, this is episode 10 of the podcast. No way. We're on episode 10 already. Episode 10. And we've had a bit of a break, haven't we? We've had about, uh, I don't know, like two or three weeks break. Has it been? Two, it feels like it's been longer. Has it only been three, two, three weeks? I don't know. Maybe it's been four weeks, five weeks. I don't know. But it's <laughs> it's passed so quickly, though, hasn't it? It has. It's gone really quickly because we've had we've been doing loads. So I guess that's why. Absolutely, been packed in. We've we've just been traveling all over the show. We've been doing so much with the wrist test. We've been doing so many things in our personal lives as well. So how's your new job working out? really good i'm actually really loving it i feel like i'm settling in now because it's been i think i've been there about two months now so um and i'm part-time so it's actually uh, i've not been there that many days as such but i feel like i'm settling in i'm getting to know people getting to know the lay of the land as they say and i've got some ideas of things that i want to do and i feel really supported and it's it's really nice um having colleagues who have uh, the same vision no, that's really important. Are you on a zero hours contract? Are you at a sports No, direct? thank God I'm not. I'm not on that anymore. <laughs> I've been on that before. Like oh, really? I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on that. No, I'm not here. I'm not on that here. Right. I mean, I've been on that in terms of, uh, it's not really a zero hour contract, but I've done sessional work for universities. Oh. It kind of is a zero hour contract when you're doing sessional work for universities, I guess. Uh, I hate zero hour contracts. Why did you have to bring that up? Are you oh. on a zero hour contract? Is that what <laughs> I'm not, no. Have I, have I triggered you, Sadia? Yeah, is it some sort of projection? No, it's not. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not on zero hours, no. Actually, I think I'm on all the hours right now. I've been traveling <laughs> not zero hours, it's all the hours. So I'm, I've more been More hours than there are in a week for you. Yeah, probably right now. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've only been in my job for maybe three weeks or so, and right now i'm splitting my time between my offices in salford which for those who don't know we're just down the road from manchester and um london so i've been in london quite a lot maybe a few a couple of times a week yeah so i've been catching up with my london fam and uh <laughs> london fam, you're gonna need shout london fam um one of our top reviewers you're always catching up with him when you're in london oh naim yeah yeah i've been catching up with naim quite a lot shout out to naim are you not gonna shout him out oh uh, reluctantly shout out to naim who actually was on the anime special i think that was episode two or three of the podcast and actually he did an amazing job of um breaking down Muslim representation in anime, which was fascinating. So yeah, spending some time down in London and um, I'm in London next week as well. And I, I think I'm in London like a couple of days a week for the next few weeks. So if anyone's free or wants to meet for a coffee, then give me a shout. Um, <laughs> anyway, trying to make friends. I'm trying to make friends, trying to extend <laughs> my family. And uh, I just want free coffees. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> But we've been really busy, Sally. We've been we've been super busy. I mean, let's start with the Bradford Literature Festival, and mm -hmm. so let's talk about 
how we heard about it in the first place? Uh, so, Bradford Literature Festival are the alternative. Well, let's start with let's start with the Bradford one because okay. So Bradford Literature Festival. So um, a friend of the Riz Test named Akil Ahmed, who um, has got a, like an impressive, phenomenal CV. Mm-hmm. He was formerly head of religion, was he at the BBC? Yeah. Uh, religion and something else. I can't remember the title. Um, and he's a really impressive. Um, uh, you know, t- impressive, really experienced, talented um, um, person to know. Um, he invited us to the Bradford Literature Festival because they were having a panel that was, I think it was titled The Riz Test. Yeah, was it? It was titled Beyond the Riz Test. Beyond the Riz Test. And so we were really chuffed about that, obviously, because. Um, that's what we want. We want, uh, you know, and I've been explaining that to people. We want um, everyone out there throughout the world, <laughs> locally, nationally, globally, we want everyone to use the risk test to own it. Um, as you've said from day one, this is a crowdsourced project. It's not about us or for us necessarily. We, we just try to kind of drive it and get it into motion and to try, you know, hopefully keep driving it a little um, so the fact that they'd set up this panel and I think they had industry figures on there. I can't quite remember who was on the panel. Do you remember? Yeah, there was, there was, there was a few people on it, but but most notably there was Yusuf Kirkour. I think that's how you say his name. Right. So have you had um, contact with him, Yusuf? Yeah, so he is, if anyone has seen Home on Channel 4, it, it was, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's a show that was released recently. It's like a funny kind of comedy um, show, and he played the lead in that. It was it, the the show was written by Rufus Jones, and it's like it's like it's comedy drama, and the premise of it is that they're this middle class white family from Dorking, and they come back from holiday in France, and an illegal immigrant climbs into their boot basically, he comes into um, Dorking. And his his name is Sammy, and he's Syrian, and it kind of don't give too many spoilers, Jack. No, I won't, won't. No, no, I won't give. I won't give any spoilers. But it's it's exceptionally good. It's it's really good. I would recommend anyone to go and what to to. It's, I'm sure it's on War Four or one of the you know stream streaming platforms. But it's a really great show because it's really well written. First of all, by Rufus, but second of all. Uh, Yusuf does an amazing job in it because it's so nuanced. It d- discusses some really, really kind of prickly topics about illegal, being an illegal immigrant, being a refugee, being treated the way you're, tr- you're treated and, and all sorts of stuff, but wrapped up in humour. I think it's done very sensitively and very, done really well. So he was on the panel with uh, with, 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 with Akil, who was, who was chairing it. Um, so, so, yeah, so um, we were going to go to that, right? We were going to go to it, but um, I think it was on a Tuesday daytime and yeah. it was a bit difficult with work with us both starting new jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately we couldn't go. And um, then all the controversy kicked off around the Bradford Literature Festival, which we don't really need to really go into too into too much detail. Cause pretty well documented online, isn't it? It's very well documented because it got media mainstream media attention and lots of people wrote about it in the mainstream media, um, including Malia Bouatia mm-hmm. and Naz Shah and others. And That's if sad. you look at um, Samaya Afsal's Twitter, um, she discussed it in depth. Um, Sahema 
Manzoor Kahan has discussed it in depth as well. And she's the one who um, initially withdrew from the Bradford mm. Literature Festival um, for ethical reasons. And then others followed suit. Right, and then they arranged a, and this was really fantastic actually, because they decided they didn't want the people of Bradford to miss out. And a lot of them are from Yorkshire and from Bradford, the mm. people who you know withdrew. And so they um, uh, organised an alternative uh, event um, at Speaker's Corner and we were invited to that and we could attend that because that was on a on the weekend, yeah. on a Sunday, I believe. It was. It was called Bradford, in our own words, resisting counter-extremism counter apparatus. And that was Sahima Mansur Khan, as you mentioned, Malia, um, Samia, Loki was there and um, was and Beg was there as well and and you were there and I and, <laughs> and you were there <laughs> so <laughs> don't was, forget us don't forget us so we so we did our not just us actually sorry we there was also like some amazing authors and there were there were Hussein Kasfani was there as well and and um oh, I forget her name but the author who wrote the tower which is about Grenfell and she was really impressive and um she talked about she talked a lot about something that actually we need to get her on our podcast because she talked about islamophobia in publishing circles and did, did you hear her speak Shaf? yeah yeah i was there i was oh, there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so she, what, what she said was really um quite uh worrying and also revealing and she talks about how you know muslims suffer Islamophobia when they're writers and pub, uh, when they're working with publishers and I ha I'm I, I know what she's talking about because I've had issues myself with um, people who sometimes even deny the word Islamophobia as a valid word um, and they, they say that Islam, using the word Islamophobia means you're conflating um, uh, the criticism of Islam with criticism of Muslims but the point is that obviously many academics and many scholars have of race have written about how it's very very difficult to separate Muslims from Islam quite obviously in fact you don't even need to ask scholars of race that you can just ask ordinary people mm -hmm. um, but I dig digress and however we will and I think in the future we are going we are planning we've been planning for a while to have an Islamophobia 101 session yes. haven't we for our podcast yeah, we've been talking about that for a long time yep yeah. but one of uh, they're a bit busy the two <laughs> somebody another friend of ours got got them already for his podcast before even though we've been talking about it for a while how rude getting academics yeah getting two academics for our podcast who who uh, write about islamophobia and um, but we will get them yeah we will we will definitely get them so and they're two incredibly accomplished people so i can't wait to i can't wait for that one yeah, eventually, when it gets sorted. But that was a really great event, wasn't it, in Bradford? I really enjoyed it. It was packed out. Was it completely packed out? Um, yeah, so you're quite right, Shaf. So um, essentially, the Bradford Literature Festival, not only were the speakers awesome, there was a lot of pe awesome people in the audience too. Yahya Burt was there. He's a he's a really impressive academic. Um, my friend Tate Coles, who's a... Um, uh, vice principal in a in a school in Bradford he came along um and supported and, and heard and listened and so on mm -hmm. um 
and um oh and I got to meet Hamja Hassan and that was a really cool moment because I follow him on social media and I followed him for a long time and I love his work he's written a book called Shy Radicals which is all about the politics of the militant introvert um and he's a great um we, I know we don't like that word activist but he's a brilliant activist yeah um so got to meet him that was really cool yeah. and also he was wearing a Mr Robot t-shirt which I reference in the workshop and if you, if you if if no one knows Mr Robot is a it's a show on Amazon Prime I think we can get it and it passes the risk test and it's fantastic so it, it forms part of the presentation the part of the workshop and I looked up and he had an F Society t-shirt on so if anyone's watched it will know exactly what F Society is so um that was that was pretty cool he was and it was funny he made me laugh because have I told you? He basically said to um, he was chatting to me and my husband, and he said um, to my I introduced him to my husband, and I said, "Oh, I don't think you two know each other." And he's and Ham just said, "Oh yeah, actually, I know you from Instagram." And Golam was like, "Oh no, no, we're, I don't think we're Instagram friends." And Ham just said to Golam, "No, I know you from her Instagram. You're you're, you're an Insta husband. You're a you're like a wag." <laughs> Insta, Insta husband. That's oh hilarious. my god, I thought that was brilliant because not. I just thought it was so funny. That's hilarious. But um, yeah, it was great meeting him. And who else did we meet? Oh, we met tons of people. We, we we had a really good time, and it was just good to see. It was great. It was a great event, and our 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 workshop went down quite well. And tons of questions, which was good. And and there's a bit in the presentation where I call out to the geeks in the room to see which <laughs> comics people have read and that kind of stuff. And we did have a few people in the audience who had who, who were in the same league as my my geekdom, which was good because oftentimes I'm I'm left high and dry when I do that part, but <laughs> it was good. So yeah, I really enjoyed it, and the, the talks about doing that every year, isn't it? Yeah, and I hope that happens. I hope it comes to fruition because, um, yeah, definitely much needed. Mm. So, big news for me and you, Sadia, was Riz Ahmed doing something interesting in LA. I know. So can I tell this story? Because on, I'm yes, so excited can. about it. So <laughs> so we've been in touch with Riz's business management team, um, Esme, and we've we've had this kind of long kind of ongoing dialogue with 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 there and you know back last year when we kind of launched the project really kind of from those days really just kind of keeping that kind of a hello how you doing kind of thing and recently we got we know they got in touch saying that look Riz Riz's management his his representation in in LA is this organization called CAA and there's a, there's a big invite only kind of conference called CAA Amplify and it's like a big industry event loads of producers directors actors i mean they also represent like michael b jordan and all of these massive stars and it's getting them all together and riz was doing a presentation there and we got asked do you have any stats and data and that's probably the wrong thing you could ask me because i have lots of stats and data and <laughs> i kind of jumped out of my chair and I said, yeah, I got it's not, the, it's not the worst thing to ask you. It's the best thing to ask you. It's the best thing to ask me, yeah. Well, it's the worst thing to ask if you, you're late for a train or <laughs> you've got a hot cup of tea because I'm not going <laughs> to shut up. So 
I said, yeah, of course. Like we've got tons of data, tons of really good data, and lots of back and forth, lots of sharing of data, and and it came down to actually here's some really here's some slides that we use in our workshop, and just the kind of the, here we are. Here's some slides. This is what we use. It explains the risk test and the way you go, and great. Thank you so much, Shaf. Great. Then the next week we we get a uh, well actually I get a notification from. On Instagram, one of the, well, the number one Rizamid fan group, fan account on Instagram is World of Rizamid. And yeah, shout they, out to World of Rizamid too. Yeah, yeah, they're just on it, on it, on it. And I get a notification saying, oh, amazing. And, and it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a photo of Riz presenting our slides, the slides that we created, the criteria that we created, and Riz is there presenting those slides at this conference. And there's the an art. Themes, the themes that we thought about. Remember, we had all that criteria. We had so yeah. many criteria when we were think, considering Islamophobia in the mm. arts and film and TV. We had so much criteria that we, we kind of whittled it down to the five key criteria. We thought really long and hard about the, the key themes and we and we decided that they, they were the key themes. And I saw that on, on the slide. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was it, for me, it was a tremendous moment really because it was just you know Riz Ahmed's there in this industry event in LA at this huge event presenting our work and it was pretty significant so it was, there was a write-up in the LA Times uh, referring to our of the, the Riz's speech as a whole then it was referring to our work and it was it was pretty pretty amazing to see that and that was quite quite a landmark achievement I think and yeah, definitely. But also, don't forget, it's, it just shows how important this is, and how important and how much it's needed at every level. And you know, not just for us as audience audiences, but for people in the industry, people at Riz Ahmed's level, mm -hmm. feel that the Riz test is much needed, much necessary, and it's really urgent. And yeah. he's been a day one supporter, like pretty much when we set up on Twitter and we had our little soft launch and we got out there. Do you remember he um, tweeted about us and retweeted us? Yeah, yeah. And consist he's been consistent. Like ever since then, like you said, we've had um, you know, we've had contact with his um, different people in his team and so on. And, you know, he's I think he's just really supportive and that's um that's what we ultimately wanted. It is, it is, and you're right, Riz has been nothing but supportive and you know we are working on him joining us on this podcast and but you know what really annoys me chef sorry to interrupt is oh, when people say oh but have you met Riz Ahmed oh why haven't you met Riz Ahmed yet because this project's not about re meeting Riz Ahmed we didn't set up the Riz test because we thought oh you know let's we want to meet Riz Ahmed and that's not you know the be all and end all but obviously it'll be pretty awesome when we do meet him I was gonna, and... say, I was gonna say speak for yourself so yeah I'm all about that meeting I'm all about that meeting <laughs> <laughs> Instagram post. That's why I am in this. You know, the big fanboy. No, I want. I would love to meet him as well because I think he's brilliant, and also because he, like I said, he's so supportive of the work we do. And and he taught. You know, his um, Esme spoke to us about how we can develop this work further, mm -hmm. what we can do next, and you know, a lot of people talk talk to us about that actually. Because remember when we went to Norwich and we did the Riz test workshop there with Zara and her brilliant colleagues mm -hmm. 
and one of her colleagues, Professor Mondal, he he similarly said, guys, you need to take this forward. So yeah. when, um, you know, Riz's team is talking about that, that I think that excites me more than 100%. people asking me, oh, you know, have you met Riz yet? <laughs> when are you going to meet Riz? Do you want to meet Riz? <laughs> and, you know, you're right. And, you know, clearly I was joking, um, like, you know, hashtag joking, not joking. But it was it was very much about it's 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 about the impact this work has and we are starting to see that really stepping up now i think it's yeah. it's gone beyond people oh this is a great idea this is a great idea to right okay what's next what are you can do with this platform that you've created and that's where we're at in the conversation and you know esme has been wonderful she's been in- introducing us to all sorts of incredible people and we need to follow up on all of those things and as you said, you know, Professor Mondal has been wonderful. So, so you know, watch this space because we are working on some interesting things and we really want to see this, you know, grow wings and really become something a lot bigger than it is now and, and you know, really achieve some of the potential. And, and we talk all the time about the academic potential it has and the, da- the big data aspects of it all. So we're really, really excited about it. Yeah, definitely. I just want to say something a little bit off off the track but um esme's must be awesome my boss is an esme too and she's pretty awesome oh well there you go there can't be many esme's <laughs> in the world yeah uh, so it's uh no that's true um speaking of crowdsourced and you know people contributing our our number one reviewer caitlin al adam from la she's based in la as well actually um she's been sending in film reviews thick and fast and she's she's the one who reviewed Spider-Man Far From Home for us. And we so need to get Caitlin on the podcast. We keep saying it. We do need yeah. to get her on. Yeah. I think it's the time difference. So she passes Spider-Man Far From Home as a five out of five pass, um, which is which is crazy. And we put that out on Twitter and we got really great feedback from that. And um, and this is this is this is Caitlin's commentary on it. She's written Peter Parker embarks on a trip through Europe um in, in through Europe in Spider-Man Far From Home and with him come several of his classmates one of them a young hijabi Zoha Zoha is a refreshing bit of representation for the Muslim American community as her presence is never emphasized in an untoward manner whether xenophobic Islamophobic or otherwise she is simply another high schooler enjoying a summer as a summer science trip with friends and that doesn't sound very significant but it, it really is because lots of people this this caused quite a lot of a conversation on twitter not because of what we'd written but people that have seen it themselves yeah so yeah that's a that's a that's a it's really important these these things do matter been when someone's portrayed as a muslim or identified as muslim and it's not through the lens of terror or culture or backwards and you know gender islamophobia it's always refreshing to see that and you know a lot of people see P- uh, spider-man as the future of the marvel franchise now that the right because like the the, the mcu's like you know it's the, the the second phase of it is over now with avengers endgame and i'm kind of straying into kind of you know geek geek yeah. geek territory <laughs> what, what you know best <laughs> so this is kind of the new phase right? okay well peter parker's the inheritor is the natural inheritor of iron man's mantle and all that kind of stuff so yeah. but it's great it's, it's, it's significant that it's coming through um mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, and um, and also a lot of people got on, got in touch with you and me uh, with regards to the new Shaft remake on Netflix. Yes. And um, and that has been widely widely um, denounced as as a fail. And the 
we've had a review in from someone going by the name of Gills and they have reviewed Shaft as a zero out of five fail for the Riz Oh, wow. And, you know, everyone has been saying that it's such a classic film and it just it, they for for some strange reason they've 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 inserted these tropes and it's kind of ruined it for them really and it's uh, it's just a shame when that happens have you seen it i've not seen it no i don't want to see it to be no, quite it, honest. Puts I think, you off, doesn't it, it? Does, it really does put you off. some some shows fail the risk test you kind of want to watch them to see okay and it kind of like a uh, you know, I just want to see how bad this is. Like Bodyguard, I had no intention of watching it, but then I thought, well, let's watch it to understand how bad it is. And this is me inserting Bodyguard into the podcast because that's we know that we have to do that every single time. And Bodyguard fails all five criteria within the first 12 minutes of the first episode. There you go. I had to kind of get that into every episode. So, <laughs> with, so with Bodyguard, you have to watch it. I watched it because I was like, I want to see how bad this is. But with Shaft, I just don't want to watch it. Like, I may, I may have watched it um, if it, if it you know if it didn't fail but it's failed I just have no intention of watching it. Yeah, there's an article on um, I think it's um, AtlantaMuslim.com if anyone's interested by Edward Ahmed Mitchell an article called even with good intentions Hollywood keeps mishandling Muslim characters mm. and that goes into detail about the problematic nature of Shaft. So if you interested have a have a read we need to do that actually we need to have more um articles i think like i mean i mean i know we encourage long reviews but it'd be good to have more critical articles on our website about these films that's right and we i need to get my act together and really do some more on the website i think that's really on me so yeah that's a good reminder for what me are you trying to say about my it skills no, no. What I'm trying to say is about my laziness. That's what it is. It's not on you. <laughs> I'm saying is that it's 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 me. Yeah, I appreciate how that came out. <laughs> the record. Me and Sadi get on very well. For the record, it's not. It's... And for the record, can you tell the world how you think for a non-IT person, I'm actually quite IT savvy. You know what? That makes me sound really bad. That's like <laughs> for a non-IT person, you're not. You're actually pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you say, bad or whether it makes you sound bad or not. Yeah, that's I do say that to be fair. Um, it's I a compliment. Really... Listen, Shaf, if you say that to somebody, that's actually a compliment. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Moving um... on from that, um, so what else has been going on in the world? We've I've been reading Hussein Kasvani's book. Which oh yeah, yeah. Follow yeah. me, Aki. Yeah. And it's the online world of British Muslims, and it is really, really fascinating. Can you relate? You know what? It's it's really interesting because, you know, when you when you pick up a book like this, you kind of think, oh, well, will I be able to recognise myself? Because mm -hmm. it, it talks through some of the tropes, and not the tropes, some some of the typical characters that you might see, on um, you know, hashtag MT Muslim Twitter. And it does go through a lot of, you know, the some. I mean, some of the chapters' names you've got. I mean, remember, you know, Hussein's not a a anthropologist looking into the community. He's part of the community, and yeah. he knows this really. He's an well. insider. So he is, yeah, and that that's what makes this book really interesting. Because, I mean, I'll read out some of the the chapter names, like you know, preachers and mosques, um, the halal dating revolution, Islamophobia, and the alt right. Um, we've got. Uh, influencers, gamers, and trolls, 
you've got um, loads of, you've got, you know, extremism and counter extremism. So it talks about the prevent strategy in here as well. Mm -hmm. So it's really worth a read. I would, I would strongly suggest that, that you go out and buy it. And this is because it's, it's a really interesting read because you will recognize these characters and a bit of yourself. I recognize a little bit of myself in there as well. And it was actually reviewed for, this is a bit of a plug for your other projects, Sadia, for, <laughs> on, the, on the Bookslamist. Yeah, it was reviewed by Asim Qureshi, co-editor of the Bookslamist. Co-editor with yourself, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, he's written a really in-depth review and it's really worth, it will re definitely read Asim's uh, review of it. And it's very favourable. Yeah, well, and, and, and like you said, read the book in preparation because inshallah, we're going to ask him to come on our podcast. Yes, yes. So we, when we met him in Bradford, he was really up for uh, getting on, you know, being a part of this um podcast so yeah definitely he's he's on he's on um he's on our radar it would be good to um get him on the show and like i said we as we mentioned earlier you've got yusuf Kurkur, who's from the show home he's we've been in contact with him and he he's really keen on being on on the podcast as well we've got we've, we've also got um we've got uh we're on the australian radar too so uh, yes um we've been chatting to um, the team behind Slam, mm -hmm. um, which is an Australian movie. Um, I'm not going to say anything else about it. It's not been released here yet. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's going to be a showing in London um, in Regent in the Regent Street Cinema on the Saturday, the 10th of August. So if anyone's keen and in London and wants to go and see Slam, um, definitely go and give it give it a watch and maybe you can write a review for us but we're hopefully going to plan to get um someone from slam on our podcast that would be awesome yeah we've kind of um we've been well you've been chatting to them behind the scenes and that that's we're definitely looking forward to that i'm i'm not looking forward to the time that we're going to have to arrange that call because they're based in australia <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be something really strange um probably before work for us and probably the last thing at night for them yeah um, so yeah, we've got a bunch of we've got a bunch of people who we've got lined up for the podcast, and you know we're really excited to kind of we need to, I need to re-record my my conversation with Rizwan Madan. Uh, Rizwan, as if if you remember, he's the camera stabilization expert who's worked on Star Wars Rogue One. He's worked on The Favorite and a bunch of other um, high budget, high profile films. And you know when I I went down to London to meet him. He actually took me over to his office in Pinewood Studios. Wow. And it was absolutely sick. It was so good. And just seeing the, the campuses, which this, the, this, the sheer scale of it was huge. And we recorded it there. And me making an absolutely rookie mistake with the mic, um, it was muffled. The whole thing was muffled. So we had a great conversation and it's none of it's usable. So... Um, yeah, just goes to show how. Uh, so, but you're gonna go back and do it again, and it's an excuse yes. for you to possibly go back to um, Pinewood again and hang out with Rizwan again. Yeah, is is another Riz, another Riz, another Riz. Um, but yeah, so what what what's what's coming up, Sadia? We've got in the well in the immediate future on Monday, we we, we were both invited to the launch of a new APPG, the All Parties Parliamentary Group on creative diversity so we were both invited to the launch of that in on monday 
uh, this coming Monday, and that is at um, it's in the House of Commons or it's in Parliament. It's Portcullis House or wherever that is. I'm not sure. I should I should know this because I'm going to be there. So um, so yeah, so we we'll invited to that, which is wonderful to, to to be a part of that launch, which is which is very exciting. Um, we've got the Byline Festival coming up in August, and we've been invited again to do that. And this is, this is breaking news. Sadly, you don't even know that. So, um, No, I didn't. so we've been invited to that, so we can talk about that. And and you've got these amazing links with Media Magazine. Oh, yeah. So um, Media Magazine, who I, I've been really supportive to, um, and they published a brilliant article um, about the risk test for media students, like predominantly A-level media students, but also sociology students and English students. Um, so they've invited us to a brilliant conference, which is going to be um, towards the end of the year in London um, with all the media students. Um, and I think, they've, they've got, uh, I won't name who it is now in case it's not out there in the public, but I think they're going to have a really cool comedian headliner. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, we can't. Yeah, I don't know if that was that's public knowledge, but it's a big, 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 big name. And so, um, so yeah, that, that's going to be pretty. Awesome. I, I, and I'm just excited to go and do some uh, presentation, do some work with um, young people because, you know, they bring a whole new dimension and um, new ideas. And, you know, they've got um, a lot to say about how um, about representation. No, that's true. And, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting how a lot of not only students, but a lot of educators out there are using our work and our projects in their lesson plans and teaching it in, in, in their, in their colleges and universities. And oh stuff. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You just reminded me actually, I don't know if I've told you, I think I did tell you ages ago, but I don't think I've told you recently. So there's a book um, on social justice and education that's been uh, co-edited by a number of educators and one of them is Professor Terry Wrigley mm -hmm. and there's a chapter in there on Islamophobia and he asked me, he invited me to, so this book was published in 2012, it's called um, Social Justice Reexamined and it, uh, Dilemmas and Solutions for the Classroom Teacher, so it's essentially uh, a book for trainee teachers um, and it was edited by Rowena Arshad, Terry Wrigley and Lynn Pratt. So they, I think it was, yeah, the first edition was released in 2012 and the publishers who are IOE, Institute of Education, stroke UCL Press, um, based in London, like a prestigious publisher, they've asked them to um, release a second edition. And so they wanted to update the Islamophobia chapter. Um, I think the previous author perhaps couldn't do it or whatever. Um, and they asked me to write one. So what I did was, um, Terry, Terry Wrigley asked me to um, write about um, projects that I've been involved with, in particular, uh, my research on Britishness in South East London, because he's read my PhD thesis. So oh, wow. yeah, so he wanted me to write about that um, and any other projects that I'm working on. So, so in that chapter, I write about how teachers can um, focus on anti-racism and explore anti-racism in the classroom by using um, critical pedagogy and exploring identity and belonging, but also um, by looking at film texts 
media texts and um, studying representation. So the RIS test really heavily features in that chapter. Oh, wow. Mm, so we're going to have our first kind of almost like proper academic um, publication with featuring the RIS test from us. That's phenomenal. That's uh, that's really exciting. So, yeah, we're uh, it's slowly getting into everyone's consciousness, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's um so we've also had we've also had article written in the BBC um I can't remember the title of it anymore um and also something something that's really worth worthy of note I think is that when we went to Norwich the University of East Anglia I met one of the one of the people in the audience was was someone called Francis Agnoli and he's studying he's doing a phd in graphic novels and comics and representation yeah. in graphic novels and comics which is pretty fascinating anyway but what he what he's done is written he's written a a, a post for the fantasyanimation.org fantasy-animation.org and i'll share the link in the notes and he's written a a whole teardown of a dc comic called young justice right. and it's been made into an animated show and there's a muslim uh character in it called halo and she's a hijabi wearing um brown character who is who and 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 basically francis argues that it's uh um it passes the risk test he actually refers to our the risk test in in the uh, article and he's um and he says yeah and he's and he thinks it's um you know it's it, it passes the risk test and he thinks it's done quite uh, quite sensitively as well and i won't go into great depth because because it's a really really good article and i recommend that everyone reads it but it's great that we're getting we're getting you know submissions of you know reviews and passes through from all parts of the kind of it's not just the classic hollywood blockbuster it's also you know graphic novels it's coming from we've had a, a couple of bollywood things come through and whatnot as well so yeah it's just exciting to see how this project is growing so um wow that was a really extensive news roundup wasn't it chef i thought i was actually thinking when you said let's do our news roundup i thought we've not really had that much going on but now we've gone through it we've had actually quite a lot going on mm-hmm. um so I think we should leave it at that and hopefully we can sort out some more interviews yeah. for our next podcast. Sounds good. And so as usual, Sadia, how can people get a hold of you on Twitter? So I'm at educ underscore research. Um, that's my Twitter handle. Um, or you can email me on sadia at riztest.com um and i'm on facebook too yeah and you can get me on shaftag s-h-a-f-t-a-g and shaft at riztest.com also follow the risk test project at the risk test on twitter and instagram and you can like us on facebook and that is it looking forward to our next episode and until then in a bit